Welcome to the PI Podcast, Political Insights for the Plaguing Inis. I'm your host, Matt Ardonias. And this month is, of course, Pride Month. And for this special episode of the PI Podcast, we have, you know, two guests. Uh, something we don't normally, you know, do, uh, especially with being Pride Month, you know, where we celebrate the LGBT, lesbian, gays, bisexuals, transgender, you know, plus queer groups especially expressing their pride. We have this very salient political issue on the background and the you know queer politics is actually very contentious uh, around the world, you know, and uh, here in the Philippines as well. Uh, especially uh, one particular issue called the SOGI bill or the Social Sexual Orientation Gender Identity and Expression Bill. So that's a lot of terms, you know, uh, but we'll get into that later on. But basically this bill perhaps grants the gr- the rights for these people, you know, a freedom from discrimination on the workplace or economic opportunities, uh, and of course, the right to express themselves, et cetera. And of course, we have people, uh, well, we have a speaker that is, uh, a, well, an expert on gender and another one that is very critical of and, and conservative about it. So we'll have this kind of conversation. I'll be moderating, of course, but asking perhaps, uh, pushing back on both sides, you know, as what I, as I do. Uh, but first, uh, let me start with introducing our, you know, panelists for this roundtable discussion. So we have our first uh, guest, which is a returning friend of the podcast. He is, of course, the host of the J. Erga podcast, the first conservative podcast in the Philippines. Please welcome J. Erga. Hi, welcome back to the PI podcast, J. Hey, kumusta na mga listeners ng PI Podcast? I'm Jay Ruga. Salamat, Matt, sa pag-invite sa akin. And yeah, sa mga hindi nakakalam, I'm a Catholic speaker, podcaster, host of the first conservative podcast in the Philippines entitled The Jay Ruga Show. So, yes, yeah, thank you. Of course, we have we ha- you had an episode with us and we'll link it, of course, back so people can look back at that. But Jay, um, may- before we bring up the next speaker, maybe just a quick uh, catch-up. Uh, what what have you been up to lately? And maybe you can fill in our listeners what you've done on the topic. Have you talked about uh, oh, the yeah. gender stuff in your own podcast? Maybe you can give a brief uh, background on that. I am many times and and maybe ito yung nakakatch ng attention mo because I've been releasing reels about it. And th- there are things that are happening in, let's say, uh, itong... Your other guest is from a Catholic school, but mm. yung yung daughter ko was in a Catholic school as well, mm. and I I caught some uh, gender issues mm. dun sa sa ano nila, sa lessons nila sa Catholic school, and I find it a bit weird because mm-hmm. as a Catholic, si Pope Francis na mismo nagsabi na, mm-hmm. and I know later when we discuss the soggy issue, will talk about it in a secular lens but just to mm-hmm. give you an idea what kind of started it for me mm. si, si Pope Francis nagsabi that gender ideology is the most dangerous ideological canon, uh, colonization mm. in the world right now and yun yung sinabi niya but sabi, sabi ko parang bakit tinuturo ito sa Catholic school why is the Catholic what, why are Catholic schools used to proliferate this I, I have no problem if this is in a let's say in an R18 realm pero if mm. you put it down sa ano medyo hindi pa na hindi pa na-approve yung SOGI, SOGI bill mm-hmm. but it seems like the kids are being preconditioned already mm. for one day na maging 
friendly dito sa bill na to. So, mm-hmm. so that's what started it for me. Mm-hmm. I sent an email sa school and after that I sent an email sa DepEd and medyo dire-diretso na yung mm-hmm. ano, yung uh, pangyayari. I, I don't know kung may ma pangyayari sa DepEd because recently si Sara Duterte di, di, yes. is very in full support of SOGI. Yes. It's actually at the well one of the highlights of our political game right now um by the way happy father's day wow it's very active here oh, salamat, salamat. <laughs> uh, aside from pride month yes salamat sa oh, man, no. father's day yeah um uh, well uh thank you for filling us in on that actually and um besides of course getting the support of the vice president Sara Duterte actually it's recently passed uh, the lower house and it is now yeah. in the senate if i'm not mistaken so it is actually is it advancing. i think parang may ano lang may committee lang sa lower mm-hmm. house na na pass ito pero hindi pa naman sa actual okay. congress so right well uh definitely it's still becoming more and more important as the day goes by and um of course a lot of people are for it this is philippines is actually quote unquote the one of the more gay friendly countries but despite being a conservative country but that's actually the source of a lot of debate right now as you've mentioned especially with catholic schools and traditional uh religious sentiments uh and of course uh we'll definitely have that conversation especially with someone who has uh done a lot of research and a lot of consultative work he currently is teaching at the uh, uh de la salle saint benil college college of saint benil uh Please welcome uh, Mr. Michael Pastor. Uh, hi, Mike. Welcome to the PI Podcast. Hi, Matt. Um, hi, Jay. Um, thank you for inviting me for this um, podcast. And I'm quite interested and looking forward to the discussion on gender, soji, and anything and everything related to it. You Great. Uh, we'll definitely have a lot of time for that. But uh, before that, uh, maybe we can introduce yourself a bit to the, our, our listeners and to Jay. Uh, because, of course, I, we, you and I met in Twitter spaces where a lot of the topic was on you know, gender. And I know you're an expert on that. But uh, maybe if, if you haven't signed any NDAs now, um, uh, maybe you can tell us what you've been doing related to gender and uh, what, how are your, it relates to your current work. And your okay. uh, general observations on Soji, yeah. Okay, so um, first thing, uh, I've been doing um, research on gender, mostly on masculinity mm. and um, queer studies for the most part. Um, and it's been going on for 10 years. So ever since I started with my undergraduate in UP, master's in anthropology as well in UP, and eventually um, having to pursue a full-blown gender studies degree in Cambridge. Um, mm. Right now, much of my consulting work is more on gender-based violence prevention, gender mainstreaming, mm-hmm. um, gender and development work, mostly for United Nations, for um, the Philippine Commission on Women. So right now, much of my work is on those areas, mostly on um, learning and development projects because we're now looking into I'm capacitating people on how to manage and deal with gender-based violence in communities mm-hmm. all throughout the country. So pretty much those are um, the areas of um, gender that I'm mostly working on. But when it comes to the debates, key issues, for example, transgender debate, theory issues, masculinity, so on and so forth, even feminism, mm-hmm. we're quite well-versed on that. And I think I would like to say that my difference would be with some of the gender specialists in the country is that there's always this common assumption that your gender specialists are mostly women. So mm-hmm. there's always that tendency for most perspectives to actually be within women-centric. So mm-hmm. it's very rare to find certain LGBTQ people or at least um, few who are interested in um, issues outside of the traditional feminist discourse that are dominating within gender and development. Mm-hmm. So that's how it works for me. Great. And uh, definitely, I'm sure we're going to have a great discussion about that. Um, uh, but first, uh, 
before we get into the nitty gritty of things, uh, well, we mentioned that you know Soji. It's actually a well, it's a very uh, how do you say complex with a lot of terms in it. S O G I E, you know, sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression. It used to be known as simply like anti discrimination bill, but then they actually had that uh, that specific thing. When did this first emerge? It's actually new to me. I mean, of course, the struggle for you know gay rights or queer rights in the Philippines that's been a bit longer, but it's only recently that Soji uh, emerged. So maybe tell us the audience the most basic way possible. You know, what is Soji? Okay. So first of all, um, soji is um that's the one that's commonly known for people. So they mm-hmm. often hear soji, but its full name is soji sc because you have to understand the sexual mm. orientation, gender identity, and expression, and then you have the sex characteristics. So mm. interestingly, um, soji is pretty much if we would want to use a much more term, so you can somehow chap chap yun tao in terms of their sexual orientations. For example, mm. you have sexual orientation sa utak, sa puso, sa kilos, and including with your um private organ. So mm. that's how you can somehow simplify what each of the elements of soji is. So sexual orientation is if you're attracted to a man, if you're attracted to a woman, if you're attracted to both, so heterosexual, mm. homosexual, and to some extent bisexual. Mm. Then you have your gender identity. That's where you start to have these labels or lesbian, if you're gay, you're queer, you're trans, asexual, mm-hmm. asexual, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Expression is if you're masculine or feminine or non-binary, as they would say, meaning you don't really subscribe into mm-hmm. these, let's say, binary labels of it. And then sex characteristics would then pretty much look into the biological components if you're um physically male, an intersex, or a woman, so or a female. So we need to understand that that's how complex it is. And for most people, um, there's a need to understand that Soji somehow looks at an interesting aspect in terms of if all of those sexual orientation, identity, expression, and sex characteristics align, pretty much you're heterosexual. Mm-hmm. So meaning you're a fully straight person, you're heterosexual, everything there aligns. If you're homosexual, if you're bisexual, it can vary. So pretty mm-hmm. much it tries to take into account the variety of human mm-hmm. identity and expression. That's how we would want to simplify what Soji is for most mm-hmm. people. So somehow yung binigay ko simple lang. I, I try to keep it as simple as possible. Right. So, so that's how it works. Yeah. So normally a man is like masculine, macho, and they like women, you know. But in mm-hmm. under yes. Soji, you can be like, oh, you can be born a man, but you can be effeminate, but also yes. like men and women, for example, bisexual. Mm-hmm. So these are yes. separating the sexual orientation, who you like, and then the how you act yes. and your yes. biological identity. Uh, so the, it's mixed and matched. So there are sometimes who are women who are also macho, but also wear dresses, you know, so things like that. Uh, yes. I want to give a chance for Jay to uh, react to that. What do you think about this, the concept yeah. of Soji itself? Yeah. And maybe yeah, so, so the concept of, of Soji, I think uh, sa US, it's already been taught me gender-bred man nga, di ba? Tapos mm. merong after that, yung uh, gender elephant. Yung mm. latest, I think, is the oh, gender unicorn. <laughs> Ge- A gender unicorn. unicorn? Okay. Yes, yes. So yun yung, ano, yung ginagamit ng mga infographics to to talk about uh, uh, Soji SC. So yun yung ano, yun sa US. Although, I think uh, yung bill mismo, the one we're talking about, nung nag-research ako in preparation for this, nag-search lang Soji. Ang dinla niya ako dun sa, ano, sa, sa medyo luma na eh, kay Kiko Pangilinan na mm. bill pa. And yun yung binasa ko. Apparently, medyo hindi ko na, hindi na ako makaano, makasunod kung ano yung 
actual na bill. Uh, it just came to me recently na yung House Bill 222 ni Geraldine Roman pala sa Congress, yun yung medyo recent. And yung Senate Bill 1600 ni Senator Riza Hontiveros, Senator Legarda, and Senator Villar. So, medyo in- so forgive me guys kung medyo hindi, hindi ko alam yung ngayon yung actual na details within the bill. But hmm. I-, I think yun yung pretty much na, ano, na yung sinabi ni Michael. It's not yung bill yung dinescribe mo, Michael, di ba? Yung, yung concept of SOGI, SC, which is yun na yung tagda ngayon to, to, to represent yung mga kapatid natin sa LGBTQIP2SAA mm. movement. Mm. Uh, or, or if I missed some other letter, uh, yeah. forgive me. Uh, so, what? any thoughts on that? Like, do you, you think that's how you say the law should recognize I, I, such I, combinations? Yeah. I just want to ano muna mag magbibigay lang disclaimer that uh, mm. we know the plight of the the people who identify as LGBTQ+. I I know mm. it's hard and there are real problems that they face. Mm-hmm. Right. I guess what we just mostly agree on are the solutions, yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, the the pro soji side, they mm-hmm. they they frame the bill as an anti-discrimination measure because it, apparently or allegedly persons who have same sex attraction or gender dysphoria are prejudiced in the society. So, mm. so that's one of the claim. Uh, allegedly, they are treated less favorably compared to people who don't have same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria. Mm. So the claim is also said that they are subjected to violence and harassment because mm. of the mere fact that they identify as LGBT. Mm-hmm. And lastly, there's a claim that there is an inequality issue sa LGBT. So... Mm-hmm. They say they have less rights daw compared to others. And this, ito yung gusto kong uh, himayin. Kasi they, they say we need this law because this will help solve discrimination, violence, and against persons who identify as LGBT. So I, I'd like to find some middle ground. Mm-hmm. Pero yun nga, I would like to first that I don't condone any undue violence. Any mm-hmm. undue inequality and any unjust discrimination. So mm. I am one with you on those. So I think again, what we differ is on the solution on how to solve those. So later okay. I'll discuss why I oppose the bill. So okay. I hope I I'm not misrepresenting the 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 other side. Okay. All right. Uh so back to you, uh Mike. Um so y- you know Soji as like a, a concept or a framework, but mm-hmm. uh what how, what do you think about perhaps the the bill itself? How it is translated into legislation? Uh, maybe a general like uh, opinion on that first before we get into the nitty gritty. What do you think about uh, the issue of the bill? Yeah. So, if you would want to be straightforward about it, the law mm. intends to pretty much protect and provide punishments of any form as specified in the law. Siyempre, mm. medyo madugo pag hihimayin natin siya. Mm. Um, on any form of discrimination, form of violence, inequality that actually targets or um, or ang basis ay yung sexual orientation, gender identity, and expression. So pretty mm-hmm. much, if you are a member of these gender diverse communities, if you mm-hmm. experience any form of discrimination mm-hmm. in any aspect of society, there are specific protection that should be accorded to you. So pretty much, uh, in general, as, at least in principle, it's actually a good bill because mm-hmm. you want to consider and protect people who are oftentimes outside of legal and 
um, legal discussions or jurisprudence. And mm -hmm. I think it's it's interesting to point out right now that sometimes when it comes to creating laws, for mm -hmm. the most part, sometimes lawmakers have the tendency to create laws based on their traditional belief systems or mm -hmm. their dominant um, behaviors or attitudes. So in general, much of our laws are pretty much in favor of the general population or at least the normal people, quote-unquote mm -hmm. normal people who want to try to qualify, meaning if you're heterosexual, mm -hmm. pretty much if you're a woman. So you already have specific laws and special measures for that. But mm -hmm. in terms of our other laws, certain identities are oftentimes outside mm -hmm. of this protection, but they are they can be included in certain aspects. So it, we can say that there are a certain degree of protection for mm -hmm. other for gender minorities in our other laws. So it doesn't really provide a full spectrum of protection mm -hmm. for uh, members of gender diverse communities when it comes to all forms of discrimination. Mm -hmm. So at least that's the overview I can give. Okay. But the uh... Well, let me just maybe forward a common criticism on that. Say, for example, of course, someone has been, uh, let's say, a transsexual has been murdered. You know, there's already a law against murder. Why specify a protection towards, let's say, trans transgenders, transsexuals, or even, yeah, the targeted, you know, against homosexuals? You know, why can't we just try them on, in general? Like, it, murder is illegal. Why yes. not um, just try them on the basis of like of murder? They've been murdered or they've been harassed. Why specify harassment on the basis of sexual orientation or gender expression? Okay. Interestingly, um, you need to understand the motive for to commit murder is oftentimes an interesting aspect. If you would want mm. to, uh, if you're looking or watching a lot of crime shows that are actually mm -hmm. dealing with murder, interesting in dimensions because sometimes simply people just wanted to kill out of hate, out of spite, etc., so on and so forth. But when it comes to gender, there's an interesting lens involved because, for example, there are honor killings wherein women are killed. So sometimes women are just killed simply on the basis of being a woman. Sometimes it even translates for some gender minorities for trans that they are murdered simply on the basis that they are, let's say, a member of the transgender community or transsexual. Mm. And sometimes some of these hate are borderline on, let's say, um, common to high. I think this is mm. something that can be seen in some of the issues or news that emerge when it comes to murders of trans people, that some of the common sentiments you would hear is like, they deceived these people, that's why they were murdered, or mm -hmm. simply they were trans, that they were deserved to be killed, so on and so forth. So sometimes these perspectives and biases were taken into account. Kaya nga, May framing sila na, this is not just murder, this is a hate crime. Mm. So sometimes it's a crime committed out of hate. So interestingly, um, the motivation behind the killing is often the fact of framing it differently. Mm -hmm. So pretty much, I do agree to your point that yes, if it's murder, it should be qualified as murder. Pero there's a specific provision that's intended to frame it in a certain way to describe that this is not your usual murder case. Mm. Right. So, but mm -hmm. at least for me, for someone who doesn't really have a full-blown legal background, but more of you know, been we've been dealing with laws and everything else because mm -hmm. we have to read them and review them mm -hmm. from an outsider's perspective, it tends to be a, a bit tricky and messy. That sometimes our laws tend to be inconsistent, or maybe if not inconsistent, sometimes they clash with each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the soji would maybe align that more make it more specific yeah mm -hmm. okay or make it more specific so, uh, yes right uh jay do you have anything to say or maybe yeah yeah I, uh, i'd like to ask uh how would the soggy stop the murder then uh in and that's uh the police would need a psychic para malaman yung nasa puso <laughs> nung pumatay sa kanya para and kunarin all evidence say na hindi siya hate crime. Parang, oh, sh 
buti na lang hindi hate crime ito. Otherwise, it would have been a, a worse murder. Mm. Diba? So, so, I don't think the Soji would would even... The, the category of hate crime is medyo parang vague. Mm. Uh, parang, how would Soji stop the murder? Parang, kung mm. papatayin na ba nung, nung guy upon discovery na transsexual siya, would would he think that, oh, teka lang, may Soji na. Hindi ko napapatayin tong tao na to. So, I, I think mm. that, uh, medyo pilosopong tanong, but I, I'm just, yes. how would Soji <laughs> save this guy from being murdered? Right. Because, because pinatay na rin naman niya yung tao eh. And, uh-huh. and the, the only, madadagdagan lang siya ng one more law na, na binrake mm-hmm. kapag nagkaroon ng Soji. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, mm. at least ha, in terms of legal practices and everything else, iba ang practice naman daw as you cannot be tried for the same crime the same time or mm. for another period. So parang hindi ka naman pwede maging double jeopardy. So interestingly, mm-hmm. when it comes to these certain murder cases or certain trials for that matter, oftentimes, minimeasure sila based on which one is more severe. But oftentimes, they're often, um, what do you call this, um, attached to each other. So, pinyo, for example, may crime ka ng violence resulting to this. So, parang gender-based violence resulting to homicide. So, syempre, so bigat yung homicide. So, mas yung priority for the homicide would take over. So, in the case of hate crime, syempre, if it's a murder, the, the charge of murder would pretty much be much more severe. It's just that there's an emphasis to say that it's a gender-motivated. Pero yun nga, eh, I, I would also agree with the question na it's very tricky to nuance that. Why do you have to make these specific nuances? Na parang, why does it have to be a specific form of hate crime. But I also want to bring this up because interestingly, much of our concepts when it comes to gender and even when it comes to legal measure are oftentimes copying what's going on in the West. Mm, yes. And yes, that, yeah. that's, an, that's, an, that's an important trend to consider because sometimes I would hear these people that, okay, I get it. It can be viewed or okay, describe it Natin siyang hate crime. For example, ito yung kila Jennifer Laude, Ebeng Mayor, they are viewed as hate crime for the LGBT community. And I, as part of the community, would actually agree, yes, it is a hate crime. Pero under the law, if we want to be very specific about it, is there already a specific provision for hate crime? So we can call it a hate crime towards the community because it's our members, but it's still murder. Within the Philippine law, it's still being viewed as murder. So interestingly, ang kahit ako misa ng concern ko is, maybe are we trying to copy so much of concepts outside of our culture simply because it's the trend? Mm-hmm. Or simply because siya yung matunog sa US? Yan yung medyo gusto ko rin erase when it comes to framing of our laws. Because oftentimes, our laws are also patterned to some extent with the American style of jurisprudence. Right. So hindi, hindi rin siya mahihiwalay. Mm-hmm. Pero misa na tanong ko is that, and I would say this, when it comes to gender-specific measures, kung ano ba yung nangyayari sa West, automatically ba applicable sa atin? Or do we have to consider certain cultural specifics before we frame certain laws and to have them in effect on us? Kasi parang, feeling ko, in theory and in practice, yes, anti-discrimination bill is good. Pero, have we fully considered specific cultural parameters that mm-hmm. somehow make the bill much more digestible and sensible for people? Because right. sometimes, I, I would have to say this, that sometimes the animosity towards the bill sometimes comes with the fact that maybe the concepts are strange for most people. Mm-hmm. That it's not really something easily understood. Or it's something that they cannot fully understand at the very local or a specific cultural worldview. Because mm-hmm. I would have to bring this up. Like for example, people would say na parang, ah, LGBT, eh, di ba baklari naman? Ah, otombe lang yan. And have to consider those things into account as well. When it comes to framing of laws, etc., so on and so forth. So, minsan yung magiging question ko nga dito is that when we put in these concepts into law, is it that applicable? Mm-hmm. 
Is it something that people automatically assume and understand right away? Because ang masasabi ko lang, if you try to look at the trend recent years, naging matunog ang Soji because suddenly the media also took interest. Mm. If you try to observe in the last decade, malakas yung media promotion on LGBT issues, LGBT writers, LGBT representation, so on and so forth, mm. that it starts to get some momentum. Right. But earlier years, it's much more difficult. Mm. Walang clear na momentum for the law. That's why it's always struck down. But even so, ang question ng Mark na is, it's already 23 years. What still keeps the law from the, the bill from mm-hmm. translating into law? Right. So I think I, may ganun yeah. big yeah. question, Mark. No, I, I actually just, a part of the research preparing for this, it's apparently one of the most interpolated bills you know, for the longest time in all of Philippine history. You know, pinag-uusapan ilang dekada na. Uh, and you're right in saying that, you know, I mean, especially with, uh, for example, a lot of the... LGBT sectors in society, their main issue is the use of, in the West, pronouns like he, she, they, them, sir, she, etc. But in the, mm-hmm. in the Philippines, you know, our culture actually accommodates uh, like gender specificity. It's, it's, you just say sha or sila. So it, it, it's not so much an issue for us. In fact, uh, it's the same thing has been said for the Filipina, Filipino, or Filipinex, you know, that kind of mm. thing. So it's not so much an issue. So uh, you're mm. right in that there's a bit of inc- cultural incongruency. Uh, I, but I suppose, um, well, uh, the, the concept has evolved, but regardless if it's Western or not, my, my position is, you know, do we really needs such a framework you know do we need the bill and i think that's what i want to ask the both of you now do you think we need a soji bill especially when mm-hmm. there are existing laws you know that are for prohibit like discrimination in general you know the rights that uh, ex- economic exclusion uh prejudice harassment etc yeah. but what yeah but do you think the current situation in our society uh necessitates the soji bill um yeah, so yeah, uh, since Mike Mike has been talking, maybe I want to ask maybe Jay to go and then then Mike. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, and I I'd like to comment two quick points dun sa sinabi sure. ni, ni Mike kanina and nabanggit niya yung sa West nga. We don't need to copy everything sa West. In fact, mm. we're in a unique position wherein pwede na natin examine kung paano nagwork mm. yung mga patas na inapply nila sa West. Mm-hmm. So that's one I could say. And sinabi ni Mike na 23 years na yung Soji. And mm-hmm. kahit dun pa lang, nung the first year zero, iba yung society nung time na yon mm-hmm. compared to society ngayon. And that's what we need to take into consideration. So I guess I'll answer your question now. So dahil sa iba yung society ngayon, the, the question is, are there material or social needs na hindi natatanggap ng person who identify as LGBTQ that are best addressed by the by the soji law di ba mm-hmm. kanina pinag-usapan natin yung violence so this time material or social needs or or jobs di ba mm-hmm. and my questions here and by position my position to this question is number 1 i think there's there are few good evidence right now that lgbt people are locked out of markets and jobs mm-hmm. or material goods in fact the opposite can be seen. Many companies have the ESG or Environmental mm. Social Governance Agenda. They actively look for LGBT people right mm-hmm. now to fill in diversity quotas. Mm-hmm. I know because I'm part of one company mm. na meron nun. So I disagree with the practice and even if you take out this 
diversity quota practice, big mm-hmm. companies are already practicing non-discrimination uh, which are irrelevant. Uh, ano, non-discrimination dun sa, ano, sa, sa mga irrelevant characteristics in their mm-hmm. hiring process. Yeah. If you look at the human rights campaign mm-hmm. sa website nila, just search LGBTQ plus equality at the Fortune 500. 91% mm-hmm. of the Fortune 500 companies have policies that prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation in mm. employment decisions. Right. So that's one position I have. Mm-hmm. The other one is, even if you disagree with the first one, the gales of market and culture, gaya na sinabi ko nina, 23 years na. Iba na yung mm. year zero sa year 23. So the gales of market and culture right now are blowing discrimination out of the public square mm. that require soggy law. So it, mm. it, it renders the soggy law unnecessary. So just look at every company's Facebook page this month. Halos lahat, they either full on celebrate the Pride Month mm. or support kahit na maliit na change lang ng, ng logo nila yung Pride Month. Even if there's a company sobrang tindi talaga ng bigotry nila, medyo they won't even, hindi sila magtatagal ng, ano, ng, ng ilang araw kung naglagay silang no gays allowed sign sa, mm. sa harap ng, ng company nila. And even if hindi sila nag-hire ng tao based on sexual orientation, mm-hmm. they're putting themselves in a competitive disadvantage compared sa business that evaluate indiv- individuals mm-hmm. based on merit. So, what if the best person for the job has a sex- same-sex attraction, di ba? Mm-hmm. Parang edi nawala sa kanila yun. So, mm-hmm. i- yun nga yun, even mag-reject ang bigot, na ang, mm-hmm. ang bigot na company na to, dun sa tao na yun, they're losing people with, with a good skill set. So, so I think there's no strong evidence that mm. discrimination keeps LGBT people out of markets for goods, services, or professions, mm. and, and some evidence on the opposite. So based on this point, I'm, I might see that there's no need for a SOGI law, okay. and there's no great harm if a SOGI law mm. is not passed. However, given a konti lang ang magiging benefits ng SOGI law when it's passed, mm. the cost naman on civil liberties are huge. So this is hmm. the other side na medyo why I don't want the Sojilo to get passed. Kasi, okay. why do I say this? Because given that the free market and the culture already adjusted themselves to render LGBT discrimination mm-hmm. uh, from from few to vanishing na, hmm. it seems like the problem is, the, the problem left solving is parang yung mga tao na, ano, na ayaw na lang mag get with the program, di ba? Parang, hmm. if you look at a Rappler survey noon, 73% of Filipinos already accepted homosexuality. So it seems like those na lang na nasa remainder who need to get within the program ang hmm. need ng SOGI law, hmm. quote-unquote, coercion. And if, hmm. if you don't agree with the preferred pronouns and you don't lie to, to yourself, medyo sa ibang bansa, medyo hmm. may, sa Canada, you... you pwede kang makulong. Sa California, medyo maigbit sila doon. Or if you're a parent mm. who refused to affirm your child's gender mm. and have them go through the social transition or take puberty blockers and cross-sex mm-hmm. hormones and eventually sex reassignment surgery. Mm-hmm. So, medyo delikado ka. May, may nakulong na tatay sa Canada mm-hmm. because of that. Right. And yun nga, may mga papaeng nagpro-protesta, optical male na sumasak sa kanilang sports and pumapasok sa kanilang women's safe spaces. Mm-hmm. So right. these are 
the reasons why I oppose the SOGI bill. Number mm-hmm. one, medyo, at this climate, konti lang benefit na makukuha natin. And number mm-hmm. three, malaki yung cost on civil liberties. Okay. Well, maybe we can talk about the later point, maybe a bit later, you know, but I think on your first point, uh, I, I do agree that there is a seeming preferential treatment for LGBT, at least in the market level. That's why there's a thing called rainbow capitalism. But uh, I think a law is a more stable and more guaranteeing, you know, so it because money can go any other direction. You called it the gales of capital, you know, and sometimes that gale, the gales might blow a different direction. So a law might be more beneficial and stable for these, for the minorities. But perhaps... Um, We'll let my comment on the rest on that. You know, I think all the more if you have a law, you can get things you know wrong. So if it's it's stable, so the mistakes can last much longer unless you you know review or amend the the, the law. So you I do share some of your concern there. But uh, what do you, let's give the floor to Mike a bit. So what do you think? Do you, does the Philippines need a SOGI bill? You know how are their brothers and sisters and everyone in between? You know in the Philippines. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So th- this is a quite an interesting question, especially with some of the evidences that were raised. So Medro, I would be try to engage each of the evidences that were raised, especially when it comes to market, changing mm-hmm. attitudes, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Pero I would want to touch on this very um interesting quote mm-hmm. I encountered in a movie before, the great mm-hmm. debaters they mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes laws serves the theory. Sometimes laws are something to do with like the tyranny of the majority. Mm. That's sometimes that's how it was framed. I forgot the full quote. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an interesting thing to look at with when certain laws are sometimes giving or according so much more privileges and power to those who are already in power. Mm-hmm. So sometimes there are in, the interesting thing about the Soji law is that it tries to provide protection for those who are oftentimes outside or oftentimes excluded by the majority. Mm. So this this count as a form of special protection. Some people view it that way. But we can also look at it that these certain special protections are meant for them to take advantage of what they should have been given in the first place, of their very innate rights. If you were actually talking about the concept of human rights, that's how it should work. Now, interestingly, ang ganda nung points in your race, EJ, especially when it comes to the changing attitudes of the market, so on and so forth, especially with Fortune 500, so on and so forth. Now, ito yung magiging next kong question. Is it applicable in the Philippine context? Because some of these evidences might be derived on a global data, on a global scale. But one mm-hmm. of the challenges as well in the Philippines right now mm-hmm. is that we have so much gender data gap when it comes to LGBTQ issues. Mm-hmm. Heck, not just even LGBTQ issues, even issues concerning men are also an important data gap in the Philippines apart from the issues on women. So mm-hmm. interestingly, if we would want to try to examine the full effect, for example, of social law in the Philippines, I think always our concern is that it has to be evidence-based, right? Mm-hmm. And interestingly for lawmakers, ang attitude nila is that why do we need to pass a law, a measure, or policy if there's no evidence supporting it? Oftentimes, ganyan na lawmakers. Interestingly, um, ganyan dynamics sa atin. And I would say this right now, make this comment important to the legal system, is that our laws are good on paper. We just suck so bad when it comes to implementation. Mm-hmm. That's oftentimes our problem. So I think I would share yung comment ni 
Jane, na parang uh, pag nagkaroon tong law, paano siya may implement that it might actually be problematic to some extent. Especially yung mga na-mention niyang concerns na, for example, yung mga parents that were being criminalized for not allowing their children to transition, so on and so forth. Pero again, yun nga, balik ako dun sa questioning. Applicable ba siya kaagad sa ating context? Because right now, if you try to look at examin- examining healthcare, wala tayong trans, um, wala tayong clear transgender um affirming healthcare na ngayon mm-hmm. pa lang may effort di ba so parang sometimes you need to understand if the examples are recording against the bill is something that we can automatically see in the philippine context or do we have a unique situation before we can actually use those cases against it yun next thing ang ganda nung sinabi rin na parang ah kasi the companies are already showing commitment to pride and advocacy you have this uh, rainbow capitalism and so on and so forth but you need to understand in the Philippines mas applicable siya for multinational companies so you're mm. still looking at a very small substrata of the economic system mm. at multinational companies lang to you haven't looked into local companies pa now you, have to, you also have to check paano yung implementation and hiring nila do we now have an affirmative action for non-hiring um, or not hiring LGBTQ people. Mm-hmm. So interestingly kasi, ang makapasin mo dito is that LGBTQ professionals, marami yan. And mm-hmm. if you can see it, sa market and social sectors, tama yung sabi, Jane, nandiyan naman na sila eh. Totoo. Pero, very small. Mm-hmm. Marami pa rin are oftentimes outside of the traditional market that we're looking. Mm-hmm. Bakit? Some of them oftentimes not to stay out of the mar- uh, um stay out of the market because even the other important opportunities for them are not given to them. Mm-hmm. May mga certain LGBT na hindi nakakapag-aral. May certain mm-hmm. LGBTQ people that have to work early and sometimes they are in precarious living conditions or mm-hmm. sometimes they have to engage in precarious work. So dito mo makikita is it enough for us to say na meron kang trabaho para mabuhay ka or do we also need to consider the nature of job that you have? Kung makatao ba siya? Mm-hmm. Because, for example, I have to say this, for the LGBTQ, pag hinimay-himay mo pa yung bawat letters, the one that's oftentimes at the precarious aspect are the ones in the trans area. Mm-hmm. Kapag yung iba sa kanila don't, don't have access to economic opportunities, cannot even do have, have jobs, oftentimes some of them resort into prostitution or sex work. Right in some form or another. So you have to understand then that yung aspect for the community, kung if we want to them economic empowerment, we have to understand the full spectrum and that access. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, for trans women or transgender sa atin, ang karamihan ng access makikita mo sa call center. But that's still mm-hmm. a small substrata. Nakakita ka ba, for example, for example, sa SM, meron ka ba nakitang trans na bagger? Wala. May nakita ka bang trans na cashier? Wala. <laughs> Mayroon akong kita ng transparista. Sa CBTL, actually, mayroon transparista. That it's like Uh-oh. rare, rare. No? <laughs> very rare, di ba? Pero yeah. if you would try to look at it into those very specific situations, ito yung sinasabi ko. Sometimes, we have to look at the examples that we're using and if it's something mm. that's applicable. So, right. dumabalik ako lagi dun sa argument na yun. Eh. We have to look at the evidence that we have. And unfortunately, we okay. still have to generate more evidence mm. to to respond or to deal okay. with that. Ngayon, um, mm. the next one would be, I would want to respond to, to this one. Um, the cost of civil liberties are huge. Mm. So, medyo ipipreempt ko na ng konti. Sure. So, we will be gravitating mm. eventually into that area. Okay. Now, I think we need to understand na medyo ang challenging pagdating sa mga gender laws natin. And this is something I also had a chance to gain as observing and comment from the very people I've worked with, especially for young men and boys and certain um, advo- advocates as well. Now, ang problem nila when it comes to our gender, for example, gender-related laws in the Philippines, Mm-hmm. ay napaka-punitive na measure. Mm-hmm. That it's often a criminal act right away. Right. For the most part. So, paano yung rehabilitation under the law and everything else if 
the law making it so punitive can actually deprive people of their liberty. So medyo valid yung point na coerce, but that also means we need to temper what kind of punishment should we give for mm-hmm. these things to come into play or to come into effect. And, mm-hmm. and ang interesting pa dito is that even our laws, no matter how good they are, even our private sector, hindi sila masyadong fully aware on how to implement these laws mm-hmm. that are actually also involving them. Mm-hmm. So diba, parang, diba pagkakas sa question, parang, Sometimes, hindi natin na-appreciate pulling discussion on numerous because sometimes people are quite oblivious to it. You have something to say, Jay? No, just just quick comment. And uh, I guess is our goal when it comes to equality is equal outcome or equal opportunity kasi na-bring up ni Michael yung ano, yung, yung oh, bakit walang trans na na ano na nagbabagger or bakit wala lang trans sa ano sa eh wala rin namang machong manikurista or di ba parang kailangan ba equal outcome di ba mm. as long i i think i would agree na we need equal opportunity and mm. if if i am to frame what michael said it seems to me na and the thing is unless we coerce private parties lgbt people will be kept out of the market mm. for key goods and services from positions in politics or the professional ladder which i disagree and uh medyo ano parang uh, maybe they're choosing a different path mm-hmm. so that's one thing i could say mm-hmm. that so yeah i'll respond to that comment or question on equal opportunities or outcomes because that's oftentimes a concern as well even among gender advocates here in the country especially mm-hmm. the ones that i'm talking to at the policy level mm-hmm. parang, how do we truly measure equality does it have to be 50 50 right away mm-hmm. like 50 50 men and women regardless of sexual orientation and gender mm-hmm. identity because if yun ang metric natin, we are somehow um, mm-hmm. experiencing a problem when it comes to access and opportunities. Medyo outside of SOGI na to, pero to some extent, pwede siya maging quote-unquote a gender-related issue. Like mm-hmm. for example, right now, there are a lot of young women and girls that are actually having access or opportunities to education. Pero mm-hmm. if you would look at the data on young men and boys, they're lagging behind. Yes. So that also brings in an interest, uh, interesting aspect into this gender debate. So how do we truly measure equality? If we're trying to use gender as a basis. Okay. So I would actually agree that it has to be equal opportunities. But we have to understand that even opportunities are actually should be or measured in terms of competitive basis mm-hmm. or what's you, what do you have to offer. So mm-hmm. the concern. But again, we are only looking at a very small substrat of LGBT population who are just having these access. And if and later on, if we would have a much more thorough discussion on culture, must makapansin mo that these LGBTQ people who are managed who manage to have these opportunities oftentimes have to assume a certain psyche. For example, mm-hmm. they have to excel and they have to be good for them to be acceptable to their parents. Sometimes mm-hmm. excelling in something is a precondition of their acceptance. And right. even we have to say that's not even truly acceptance. That's just tolerance. To some extent that, you know, some some young children and some of us who grew up had that kind of orientation na, okay, tanggap ko yung anak ko as long as ganito ka. For example, okay lang na bakla ka, basta hindi ka ganito, hindi ka bastusin, so on and so forth. So, we have to understand that's also a factor for some who managed to actually break out mm. of that corporate or social opportunities and everything else because there are certain cultural parameters and social mm-hmm. interactions involved. So we can't leave that out of the equation as well. If we mm-hmm. want to discuss how do why do these people manage to get these opportunities? Because mm-hmm. it's a specific cultural condition that we have that's oftentimes not examined or discussed in much of these conversations. Mm-hmm. 
sorry, I just don't want to raise this up because I completely agree with what you said earlier with like the knowledge gap with regards to gender issues in that there's a lot we don't know. In fact, in I tried to look at the situation on like uh, LGBT people here in the Philippines, but the numbers are generally vague and uh, yes. it's difficult to actually pinpoint like, why do we need the bill? How many LGBT people are there in the Philippines? That's very difficult especially when a lot of people don't really come out or they or they prefer to stay keep it private they don't even answer such surveys uh perhaps before i well uh maybe we could talk about this another question but i do want to ask uh, as someone who researches gender what can we reliably say that what do we know about gender issues you know what some of this can be cited that might be useful in maybe justifying uh let's see this og bill like what do we know so, um, I think if you would want to look more into a more general overview of issue when it comes to SOGI, I think mm. we can look at the works and published works from important key government agencies and think mm. tanks, including international organizations, because oftentimes the data from these ones are oftentimes accurate or oftentimes real world. Pero yun nga eh, uh, we can only look at it from a global scale. I think mm -hmm. we're looking so much more on the outside that we haven't failed to look at the inside. Mm. So, I think I would have to say this very um bluntly that even our oh, um in the government right now at least in the Philippines mahirap kumuha ng L ng specific gender data on LGBTQ people because even our research methods are still just innovating right now or still trying to catch up with the times. For example, I give you this uh, one interesting information that I've encountered in one mm. of the projects. Syempre ko lang i-mention kung aling project ito. But they were conducting this um survey that they want to take into account LGBTQ or diverse communities. So, ibig sabihin, hindi na siya sex disaggregated data. Because usually, if it's a sex disaggregated data, male or female lang yan eh. Mm. Sex disaggregated data. But now, they have to try to take into account gender data. So, they're trying to not take into account na if you're a man, you're LGBT, so on and so forth. So, there were efforts to do that. Okay. Pero interestingly, nagkakaroon sila ng effort to use local terms. So, syempre, even, um, ang interesting kasi is that palaging ang reference, English muna, kasi ito translate locally. So, mm. nagkakaroon siya ng challenge doon. Kasi yung LGBT mo, you have to use local terms. For it to be measured and to it for it to be understandable to people. So medyo may mga ganun kang challenges as well when it comes to getting a much more sensible LGBTQ data here in the country. But at least if you would try to look into crime rate and statistics, medyo challenging din siya. Because if you would look at crime data, male-female lang din ang measure. One of the biggest questions is if, if a transgender is, is murdered, Paano siya nire-record data? How do, mm. ha, data. How, do you, uh, how do you record? Is the victim a man, a woman, a transgender? Mm. How do you do with that? So even in our laws and even in our practice, medyo ang daming considerations adjustments to be made. So I have to say that as well. Kaya medyo may challenge tayo when it comes to generating data. Because mm -hmm. we can't even fully agree how do we measure these things yet. So mm -hmm. nagtakaroon pa lang tayo ng effort to do so, but it's not yet fully out there and fully mm -hmm. circulated. Ah, so would do you think so that does that mean we need the soji bill first and then we collect the data later so i don't know i, I don't know i'm a little <laughs> no, <laughs> i'm no, not yeah. if i would, if I answer how how would the it wouldn't it poison the well for instance kunare yung mm. when you when isang trans is na na identify as a woman and you you put the trans woman then sa woman na ano na statistics mm. medyo hindi ba ipopoison yung well and let's say and ito yung problem ko sa 
trans issue when it comes mm. to the medical field. And yung medical field is puno ng, ng objective data for men and women. Especially mm. pag nag apply ng mga gamot sa, ano, sa mga pasyente. And mm-hmm. if, if we put the trans woman, quote-unquote biological man, dun sa women's statistics, hindi ba medyo parang mapapoison yung 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 well na yon sa pagdating sa, so, sa statistics and, and and that's why I think I would agree na medyo if if medyo magano muna tayo mag let's hit the brakes for a while mm, when it yeah. comes to gathering data yeah no it I, I would have to say it on this let's try to have it in a different direction okay it's not really more of taking a break on getting the data it's more of having specific metrics on the data mm. so I think that's very important measure kasi ang sinasabi ko rin kasi nga kanina, much of our measuring on data is really more on male-female talaga, sex-aggregated data. Sometimes there are questionnaires developed na what's your biological sex and then what's your gender. So there are mm. always those efforts to, you know, create that distinction. Mm. Pero that also creates a layer of you have to, you need to have a keen eye on how to interpret and look at gender data. Because male-female data, kapag biological, that's a big, ano yan, clear marker yan eh. Mm. Pero kapag yung gender data na, especially if you're identifying as straight, um, gay, lesbian, or trans, that brings in another layer. Kasi magkakaroon ka ng another multiple interpretation. Pero mm. right now, I think that gives credence to at least look at things at a much more different lens. Yun naman yun, as a researcher, you have to look at different vantage points. So that's what it gives. Ang problema lang talaga is that how can we make sure that these metrics are at least quote-unquote as objective as possible? So, nagigets ko yung point na sabi, poisoning the well. Kasi nga, hindi pa totally trained yung mga tao on how to mm. actually have these kinds of metrics out there in place. Although, um, to be fair, hindi mo naman kailangan ng law for data to be gathered. Sometimes, you can yeah. innovate on the data or methods for you to be able to inform the formulation of policies. And I think especially right now in the Philippines, importante yon. And I'm saying this right now in this podcast, that for legislators, they're so evidence-based. Na minsan mm-hmm. ang argument, it has to be generalizable, it has to be justifiable, it has to be applicable in all contexts, in all situations. Ang um, problem lang doon, or ang challenge doon is, given our country is not really homogenous, mm-hmm. given that we're a very multiracial country, how can you ensure that one size fits all? Mm. Mm. I mean, we can't, we, we have several languages as well. Not everyone speaks Tagalog, but more people speak mm-hmm. Cebuano, Kapampangan, etc. Even yeah. at that level. So, yeah. Yes. So that's also, that also and, and I'm looking at this from a cultural perspective, that mm-hmm. one of the challenges on Soji is that once it goes down to the different places here in the country, are we fully prepared to take into account the perspectives of the locals? Mm-hmm. Were those integrated into account in the formulation and crafting of the bill? Or are we just using a more quote-unquote universal term? Kasi mm-hmm. ang point ko naman here is that yes, we can fulfill our uni- commitments, universal commitments into Universal Declaration on Human Rights, commitment to SDG, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. But we have to consider our culture in the process. Because mm-hmm. while there are solutions that are proposed, we have to understand are those culturally fit for us? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for me, that's also my concern with SOGI. Yes, we can have a SOGI law, but is our cult- can our culture accommodate the variety mm. and diverse perspectives that exist in our um, country. Like, for mm-hmm. example, sa Tagalog, bakla, sa Bisaya, may bayot, meron ka pang ang agi eh. <laughs> And in those languages, napaka-specific ng meaning ng mga bagay na to. Do they mean mm-hmm. the same thing? Translation mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're the same. 
But translations are just approximation of these terms because that's how close they are into understanding. Mm. But having the capacity to speak a different language means you have mm -hmm. a different worldview. Okay. Uh, ano so, non-binary sa Tagalog or pansek? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Actually, I, I mean, I'm, I'm seriously asking those questions as well when it comes to sociology because once those starts to enter the public sphere, hmm. how do we deal with that? Right. Because right now, ito bigyan kita ha. Ang, for me, ang isa challenging, especially when I'm looking at the interaction of Phil Ams and Filipinos when it, online when it comes to gender. I think um I think Jay would also be familiar with this. The Philippine X debate. I'll give you my, my, and, my thing on and, this. Real quick, lang, before you start. And, and okay. ano, we're talking about Philippine settings, uh, natin implement to, but most of the concepts are, are foreign. Uh, yes. Even if I'm going issue, but we, we agree that the non binary, uh, the, the, the pansexual, may phrase sexual bago or polyamory. Many of the concepts are are Western. So bring up. So go ahead. Sorry for interrupting. No, 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 no. It's fine. Because we're gravitating towards that um discussion. Mm. Like for example, ito yung isa sa challenging. That oftentimes the tendency, people from both sides of the fence are shouting at each other. So mm. and I'm really saying this right now. But for example, may mga taong galit. Bakit ka Philippine X? Eh, Filipino Filipina na lang para madale. Okay, mm. fine. Uh, nagigets ko yung sentiment ng mainland. Kasi para sa atin, that's what we're usual. It's very simple. Eh? Either Filipino, mm. Filipino, or Filipino, okay ka lang. Actually, if you would want to say it specifically, Filipino is gender, gender neutral. Mm -hmm. Filipino was just later on used to refer to a woman. Mm -hmm. But the Philippine X is a diaspora concept. Ibig sabihin, mm -hmm. nag-emerge nag yan sa diaspora, sa mga Filipinos living outside the Philippines. So for them, ang may specific reference yon. The Philippine X emerged as an allegiance to Latin X movement. So mm -hmm. kailangan i-gives mo na yun sa kanila. That's their thing, diba? That's their mm -hmm. thing because you have to understand that they may be Filipinos, but their cultural experience is totally different from the ones who grew up here. Mm -hmm. So meron ka pa ring view. Hindi yan normal, diba? And then, example yung gumagamit na, ah, yung siya is gender neutral. It just so happens our languages are so gender neutral. Diba? Mm -hmm. Na parang, yun nga yung magiging tanong. Eh. Pag tinanong mo yung mga tao, anong pronouns mo, na, nagugulat ako, and especially looking at certain film um, accounts, they would say, her, they, siya. And I'm like, so now you're using two cultures, and that makes it much more complicated. Uh -huh. Because you're assuming two different worldviews. In the Philippines, hindi ating concern ng pronoun. Mm-hmm. Because even if you look ko, mo, it's not even a question kung lalaki ka or babae ka. Mo, mm -hmm. ko, siya, ito, all of those things. Our language is quite, we can, to some extent, valid yung claim or yung argument that our language is gender neutral. So paano mm -hmm. mo nga ilalagay ang issues ng pronouns natin? Mm -hmm. if, it, if that's something that even translates here. So yun, di ba? Yun, yun nga yung isa sa mga challenges lagi na binibring up ko eh. Mm -hmm. Are all these Western concepts and ideas, kailangan silang kainin, i-take at face value and automatically mm -hmm. assume it here? Na, ah, polyamory, ah, ganito, ganyan. Okay. That makes it complicated. Pero mm -hmm. I think it can't be helped because we're part of a global world. So globalization to, exchange of mm -hmm. ideas, so on and so forth. But again, we have to understand sometimes our cultural upbringing is the point of pushback. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Kasi hindi tayo tagal, hindi, yung translatability doesn't mean it's you're capturing the same thing. Mm -hmm. Siguro, ma-explain ma ko siya in this way. Diba, I studied abroad. And ang LGBT movement in the UK is so different. Talagang mm -hmm. clear na parang non-binary, lesbian, gay, queer, 
napaka-distinct. Pero understanding ko pa rin is coming from a Filipino worldview. For them, okay, gay yung concept mo, but for me, bakla ako. Mm. And bakla is not even the same as gay. How, what's the difference? <laughs> How would you so, differentiate? So, yeah. so ito, it might just be the language because they're different. Because mm. yung isa, Tagalog yung isa. Pero let's try mm. to look at it from our cultural level. Diba, pag tinanong mga mga tao, generational difference ng term na bakla, may iba ng tatang, di ba kapag bakla ka, gusto mo maging babae? Mm. And then eventually later on, bakla suddenly started to shift in terms of representation na, ah, pwede ka namang maging bakla, pero hindi mo kailangan mag-gaze babae. Mm. That's why you need to understand that there's also this interesting aspect sa atin, sa culture natin, na kapag tinanong mo, so gay ka, so bakla ka. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, talk to a normal person. in For example, in a rural area, tanongin mo siya, are you gay? So, ano gay bakla? Ano yung transgender? Ah, bakla? Mm. Because that's the closest thing. That's the closest concept that's actually clear for them. Mm-hmm. Even if prominent yung term na LGBT, mm-hmm. we need to understand down to the local conversation, right. lakas pa rin yung dominance ng term na bakla. Mm-hmm. That's still a specter right there. Alam nating na may derogatory meaning yung bakla. So we want to have a much more culturally focused mas matinong conversation mm-hmm. to make Soji move forward. We have to engage with the terms no matter how uncomfortable they may be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I think, I first of all, I do sympathize with that general um, direction. Uh, although, I think the next question, I'm not sure if I highlighted this, you know, in the in the briefing, you know, but I do want to ask both of you this question. So if you have, were given the chance to maybe draft the so, a SOGI bill, like for example, like the current ones, clearly both sides right now or people in attendance have certain problems with it. You know, it's too punitive. It's too much about punishments. It's too much about uh, taking away civil liberties, etc. So if you were given the chance to maybe reform the bill, how would you do it? How would you go about it? And of course, I want to hear what you have to say, Jay, maybe. Like if if not the current Soji bill, but you recognize mm. that the LGBT people are, you know, marginalized, they have their own suffering, you know, how would how what alternatives would you give if not the so- current Soji bill? Maybe you can uh you can yeah. go first and then go back to Mike. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, your main problem because uh Soji bill is the state institution of mm. gender ideology kasi nung binasa ko yung ano yung SOGI bill medyo ito yung mga nabasa ko when I am reading books on gender mm. ideology and if anything I, I, I think something narrow, narrower ang kailangan to solve some of the mm. the problems that were uh, mentioned than a culture defining mm. SOGI law for example, sa labor code, we can indicate there the prohibition of discrimination based on irrelevant characteristics. And when I say irrelevant characteristics, kapag pumapasok sa trabaho medyo, uh, uh, yun naman talaga yung, ano, yung pinaka-punto ng, ano, ng problema. Eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, these characteristics are many times irrelevant sa pinapasokang trabaho, di ba? Uh, when considering candidates for employment and medyo broad kasi yung ano yung, yung discrimination eh and the, the the problem with discrimination is naging byproduct kasi siya ng ating freedom of association and freedom to enter a, in a contract diba mm-hmm. uh we because of that freedom may you can you can hire or fire or not hire a person Mm-hmm. For the stupidest reasons, mm-hmm. 
So, pwedeng pangit ka lang kaya kaya kita mm. hindi tinanggap. So, that's a byproduct of the freedom. Pero pero the the opposite kasi is medyo medyo worse eh if we we had the government the government become authoritarian pagdating mm. sa hiring if they coerce the private companies na okay ito yung ito ito lang exactly yung ano yung mga kailangan mong gawin sa pag mm. hire pero discrimination on relevant factors mm. is okay di ba mm. hindi let's say hindi naman natin binibigyan ng driver's license ang bulag Hmm. So that's that that discrimination is just, 'di ba? Kahit pa magreklamo pa nang magreklamo yung fully blind at magmarcha hmm. sila sa Malacañang, a sane person would think na mali sila for asking that. So mm-hmm. so we so so we we have certain discrimination na acceptable mm-hmm. naman. We discriminate rides sa mga mm-hmm. uh, roller coasters, yung height, 'di ba? Para mm-hmm. uh, we discriminate the height, we discriminate mm-hmm. sa school kung akit ka sa next grade based on your grades. Right. So nagiging mali ang discrimination kung irrelevant ang basis for it and mm-hmm. sometimes so, uh yep go ahead so what needs to be done if not the punitive authoritarian measures you know how do we improve the situation for lgbt people uh, which yeah yeah so so I, i think one is we could put it in the labor code uh, mm. so that's i think my suggestion rather than a culture changing soji bill so mm. Okay. But, yeah, so that's my stand on that. Okay. So focusing on the current uh, yeah, legal codes, yeah. I, uh, I think how I would like to how I'd like to address this is we need to ask the specifics. What what are the problem? When you say discrimination, mm-hmm. ano yung exact problem? When you say mm-hmm. inequality, why are you why do you say it you're you're treated unequal? So let's we, we need to go on the specifics. So okay. I, I think that's how I would like to attack this. I I think that I think that uh, touches on what Mike said a while ago with gaining more data, you know, and I think yeah, yeah. we need to get the data first before we can mm-hmm. do something. And again, mm-hmm. because it's very nebulous and vague, you know, it's difficult to know what to do. So, yeah, I, I, well, that's that's a fair point. Uh, what about you, Mike? Uh, what do you think needs to be done? Thank you. Um, this is an interesting thing because the mention the mention EJ, um that. I think yung discrimination based on relevant factors that has mm. to be taken into account. And I would agree to an extent. Mm. I would have to say that I would agree to an extent. Bakit? Kasi tama naman yung example. For example, bulag, papayagan mo bang magmaneho, etc. Mm. Or uh, for example, bingi, papayagan mo bang magkaroon magmaneho kung hindi naririnig yung pusina. So, so, mm. so yes, pero that's another issue to be involved. Pero that's on a practical level. Mm-hmm. Pero... Um, having PWDs in the discussion is another entirely different mm. issue. Pero, I think we have to understand that sometimes um, the experiences of discrimination can be compounding. Mm. Meaning, for example, kung, uh, ito, kung lalaki ka at pilay ka, what economic opportunities would you have? Mm. Very limited. To the point na baka hindi ka makapagtrabaho because in a world that's full of highly abled people, walang place ang isang disabled. So, diba? And if you you can look at that, hindi na nga siya question kung gender. Eh. Whether lalaki or babae ka, disabled ka, you'll be locked out of opportunities unless there are certain specific practices that actually let you go mm. into have a profession. Diba? Mm. Now, when it comes to gender, that becomes another lens. Mm. Kasi ito, for example, women, political participation in social life, 
hindi pa tayo totally close as to what they say that let's say the 50-50 measure but mm. there are considerable women in public service so mm. check na yan medyo we need to increase the participation of women bakit? because that also brings in alternative and new perspectives that can somehow shift the power dynamics in society and we have to understand that we cannot prevent cultural change from happening it's just mm-hmm. it it happens organically it just takes time iyon mm-hmm. naman lagi yung concern natin eh. kasi bakit like for this way pwede nating sabihin na yes predominantly catholic ang filipinos but even catholics in the philippines have attitudes that changing over time mm-hmm. na parang before iba na yung courtship behavior etc so it's happening people are still catholic but changes are happening so yun yung point natin ngayon Um, pagdating sa discrimination on relevant factors, do we need to consider gender a relevant factor? Yes. Because at least meron kang president. Eh. Remember that women were the first ones to be discriminated. And that's still on the basis of gender. Hmm. So meron kang relevant factor. You have to consider gender as a relevant factor. Mm-hmm. Ngayon, ito lang yung interesting with SOGI and gender diverse communities in general. Bakit? For example, let's look at the gay community. Let's try to himay-himay natin yung substrata ng population. For example, sa lesbians, oftentimes, ang laki ng challenge natin sa lesbians because they're so invisible. Because sometimes, kapag, for example, lesbian ka pero straight passing, oftentimes, hindi makikita ng tao yung struggle mo as a lesbian unless you totally tell na ito yung struggle mo as a lesbian. But oftentimes, in a world that's so accustomed to heteronormativity, if you're straight passing as a woman, you'll pretty much enjoy the same convenience afforded to a woman. Mm-hmm. For example, sa mga bakla, if you are straight passing, yung itsura mo ay, pwede kang pumasang lalaki, you can enter any industry kasi walang problema sa itsura mo. So for example, ihimayin mo na, bakla ka pero straight passing ka versus bakla ka pero bis, babae ka, example, transgender ka na. That, that can be a point, a point of preference. That can also be a point of discrimination. Hmm. Na maybe because, okay, para kayong bakla, pero mas gusto kasi siya kasi lalaki yung isura niya, presentable, ito yung values ng company namin. So, kung cool namin siya, ayaw namin sa'yo. Hmm. That can be discriminatory. Especially if both of them have the same capacity, same technical expertise, pero hindi mo pinili yung isa based on their appearance. Hmm. Now, that's where discrimination comes in. Pero ngayon kasi magiging challenging dito is that when we try to look into hiring processes and everything else, how transparent even the hiring process itself. Na ano yung basis nila to hire these people, so on and so forth. And remember, it's a discussion among several people that can have multiple biases at work. So mm-hmm. di ba minsan, ito sasabihin ko nito on a practical level, parang paano natin i-justify yung discrimination at a professional level? How do we measure that? So di ba, parang for me, ano yung metrics, ano yung basis? And this is not really meant to shut down the bill. This is really bringing up some of the challenges and concerns na pwede kasi ating sabihin na discriminate ka sa trabaho. Maybe it's just so happens na wala ka lang talagang technical competence. It's not even because of your gender. And then mm. you would just claim na you were accused of gender. So mm. di ba, medyo pwede kasi siyang maging point against the law. Mm. Nagbibigyan tayo ng simulated situation. So ito yung point na babalik at babalik ako. We need data. Mm-hmm. Di ba? But I think there's a reasonable there's a reasonable evidence to show na yes we need to protect gender diverse communities on the basis they have to they need to have the same opportunities that's actually afforded to every people in society mm-hmm. because they're contributing in some form of another. Mm-hmm. So at least for me, if I would have my own version of soji, siguro more of uh, I think I would want to revisit all of the forms of punishment. Mm-hmm. Because this is coming from an experience na, especially when I'm looking at our gender-based violence laws in the, mm-hmm. in the country, medyo a punitive yung measure, walang rehabilit- medyo challenging rehabilitation part, but also when it comes to very specific cases, kapag bata na, 
Sometimes we sometimes the laws on gender can take away opportunities mm-hmm. from men, especially. Mm-hmm. So that that's also something I would want to consider because I've encountered a case already. Na for example, lah, ito ha, senior high, nagdate lang magjowa, pero nagkaroon ng issue ng inaccused ng sexual harassment at rape. Pero lahat ng tao at ng witness nag-observe na consent the the girl consented. All of a sudden, wala ng opportunity yung man. That can also mm. be construed as a form of sex-based or gender-based discrimination. Mm. Bakit? Because even the law potentially purports that discrimination. May mm. witnesses ka, may evidence, pero lalaki ka, our laws are meant to protect women, patay ka. Can that be qualified under SOGI? Pwede. Because even straight person have SOGI. Mm. So, di ba? So, ito yung point ko nga. Na pagdating sa gender, we need to be specific and clear on the parameters. Mm-hmm. Kasi mahirap to kapag bigla na rin in-implement. So, andun ako, I'm not against the law passing. It's more of, can we need to make sure that people, at least in this country, gets it? Mm. Kasi it's still a messy concept for most people. Andun pa oh. rin ako, it's a messy concept. If, if I ahead. could answer. Go uh, ahead. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think most of my opposition is the subjectivity nung, ano, nung, nung concept. Mm-hmm. And let's say, let, let's say this sojilo, and let's take the other law, which is the Magna Carta of women. Mm-hmm. So would we include the trans women dun sa Magna Carta of women? Then if you say yes, paano naman yung mga quote unquote men who got pregnant? Because ngayon sa US, dun sa, ano, sa Glamour Magazine UK, mer silang cover of a trans man who is pregnant. So, ibig ba sabihin ni seven days na lang ang leave niya being a man? So, uh, this is one of... Uh, the, the reason I... When, when, when we talk about the gender issue, medyo may konting subjectivity pagdating sa, sa gender. Yeah. And we need to be... Ob- pagdating sa law, we need to be objective. Eh. Mm-hmm. Kapag hinalawa something subjective, medyo how do you right. enforce it objectively? Yeah. So, uh, medyo magulo. So, that's... Another thing I'd, I'd like to bring up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where all of us agree at this point. Mm-hmm. That it's really messy. Because we can operationalize it, but again, it's the subjective understanding of people that becomes a challenge. Mm-hmm. How do we create a very sensible measure for people to understand what it is? Ano ba yung goal? Because even after certain laws were passed, may challenges parents sa implementation and everything else. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure if the SOGI bill comes into law, it will face a lot of challenges. But that implementing rules and regulations mm-hmm. like it's I mean I'm, I'm I'm still processing here because I'm either imagining a very thick codification of proper gender responses and proper gen well and the punishments etc or maybe just a simple well that's what's problematic like a statement of principle saying that uh, individuals are free for gender you know but yeah, that, I think that's what I I understand where, where Jay is coming from. That, what if, how do we deal with people who m- might uh, claim a gender or sexual orientation for quote unquote the benefits of it? Because there are again some people that's the in the West they are claiming a gender. It's happening. So they, yeah, it's happening. I, okay, uh, Michael. Sorry, I I I'd like to because you mentioned uh yeah the Philippines is a different setting and I think we'd be 
kung yung data sa West we we just disregard totally medyo we're on a bad spot because uh, marami din namang data sa West that mm. are useful. You can say na walang transgender surgery dito. Mm-hmm. One day maring magkaroon. Actually meron na. May may interview na ako sa podcast ko na ano na first trans woman really? na, na no, who had a, a surgery. The first mm-hmm. surgery sa isang trans woman mm-hmm. dito sa Pilipinas. May may ilan but hindi siya kasi covered ng insurance like sa West. Yes. Sa, sa West covered siya ng insurance and this is my fear. Baka mamaya pag nagkaroon ng SOGI ang next na itawag naman bakit kaming mga trans is not covered ng insurance dito sa mga trans surgeries mm-hmm. so medyo may slippery slope that might happen it happened in the other parts mm-hmm. of the world that's my fear it's right. a slippery slope but who can say pwede siya mangyari so yun fear ko and, and nakikita natin sa other parts of the globe ang problema lang ngayon is pabata ng pabata yung mga nag-claim na trans mm-hmm. sila right Uh, Lisa Littman has wrote a nag, nagsulat siya ng paper on this on the uh, minsan rapid onset gender dysphoria sa mga girls she wrote a paper on this search na lang and ang ang, ang danger is una sinisimulan na sa show, social transition sa mga kids just the change of attire mm. then eventually puberty blockers na mm. nasaksakan inahalt yung puberty mm. and eventually cross sex hormones at right. a very young age so they're they're making a lifelong decision mm. na at a very young age and there there are stories ng ano mga sex change regrets ang isa sa pinakasikat mm. ngayon si Chloe Cole diba isa mm. sa pinakasikat na detransitioner and she's suing yung mga mm. medical field as they should yung mga detransitioners because they were they were led to this ugly path mm. ng bata sila ng mga adults sa buhay right. nila Mm. So that's, I think yeah that's quite a tricky tricky one because huh? we also need to understand that sometimes it's a question of consent mm-hmm. it's a question of bodily autonomy because mm-hmm. you also need to look at the data that there are trans people who are actually quite pleasant as well with their transition so we also need to weigh in specifically especially if we try to have a much more data driven approach ilan ba sa total number for example than trans people who undergone surgery ang dissatisfied with their transition vis-a-vis those there and that also could become another potential discussion next thing would be when it comes to healthcare it should be provided so kung insurance at binabayaran ng tao mm. they have the right to be able to use it pero mm. yun nga and ito rin kasi nagigit ko yung point ng na parang it's a slippery slope pero ang question ko rin naman kasi is that Um, we we hindi pa nat parang let's cross the bridge when we get there. Because mm. the point ko right now is, hindi pa wala pa tayong clear trans responsive affirming healthcare, which right. means hindi pa fully accepting in terms of medical aspects. Na alam yun, the government provides funding and support for people who want to leave, mm. who wants to transition. Wow. But interestingly, sa atin ha, may instances na ang transition na allow ng law pero in overturn. Mm. I think this was in early 2000s, may mga nakapagpat, nag-officially changed their sex on their birth certificate kasi they fully complied. Hormone na sila, nagpata- nagpa-sex-change na sila. As in talagang, they're fully living themselves as a woman. Mm. Check this, early 2000s. I forgot the names. Pero nasa early 2000s, na lo- local court lang to, in-overturn ng Supreme Court. Pero there was that precedent mm. na inallow yung transsexuals to fully change their sex. Mm. Kasi talaga totally naging babae na sila, at least from the biological because of that transition surgical level. Mm-hmm. Pero ito nga, I, I think I would also want to bring this up. Kasi nga, iba pa kasi ang dimension pa din mo din sa trans and transsexual. Mm-hmm. Magkaibang magkaiba rin sila. 
Mm. And in all of these gender debates that we're having, I would say this, ha, that there is a consensus to some extent among gender scholars that there should, there's really no gender ideology because gender is really a reality that we are living and experiencing. Oh. It just so happens that the gender ideology becomes an important concept because it's, it demonstrates the pushback, especially from conservative ideologies and conservative regimes. Makikita mo to especially in Europe. Like for mm. example, I'll give you the case. Um, sa Hungary, talaga ang pushback against gender ideology was very strong that they tried to uphold traditional values in the constitution. It led to the point na the, the, one of the top institutions on gender studies in Europe, CEU, which is based in Budapest, mm. now transferred to Vienna because of what happened in Hungary. Mm. Wow, really? <laughs> Yes. So, may, may ganyang pushback when it comes to gender. Na parang for most people, na hindi naman kasi sa talaga ideology, it's really a reality. But the problem mm. is, with how debates are going on, sometimes it becomes so embe- um, embedded into politics and nagiging ideological yung tingin. Now, mm. in fact, gender is a reality that everyone's experiencing since time immemorial. Hindi mm. siya ideological. But it yeah. just so happens with how issues are surfacing, suddenly it becomes an ideological base. Pero ngayon, and I would want to give this interesting point that was raised when it comes to gender ideology and debate. Now, one of the most famous persons on gender studies as well, Judith Butler, in mm-hmm. her recent um in her recent talk in Cambridge, to mm-hmm. na, a few months ago, na ang sinabi niya yung isang claim niya is the one's right to self-identification tramples no one else's right. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you want to identify as a woman or as a man, hindi man yung iniipid yung ibang rights mo. But I, I, we can look at it from, yes, from a gender, let's say in a gender ideal world, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But we need to understand that sometimes people's pushbacks have a reasonable basis. Mm-hmm. And ako, na parang for some people, they would say na parang, eh hindi, may biological, may ganyan. Nakigets ko yung point nila. Because mm-hmm. I would have to say that there are real realities, objective realities that certain women are experiencing that trans women do not mm. experience. Right. But they do have commonalities when it comes to experience. Like for example, both both women and trans women can experience misogyny, can experience sex discrimination, and it's a reality for both of them. Mm. Diba? And if, mm. I would, if I would want to spell it out in the worst way possible, yung babae, nadidiscriminate ka na kasi babae ka, yung trans woman, nadidiscriminate ka na kasi hindi ka tunay na babae. And that's still both hating on the very concept of woman. Pero again, distinctively, may different experiences pa rin talaga na hindi mo mauugat. But the social realities could be shared among them. So doon mo mm. makikita minsan yung pushback ng tao na, yes, trans women are women because the experience of oppression and all is the same. Pero yun nga, we have to understand that this is very clear for trans women that they do not claim me for some of them. Although some would actually go as far as to claim. Pero in reality, certain trans women would claim that they do not have the same distinct experience of biological women. Trans are very aware of that. But mm-hmm. they also highlight that our experiences, quote-unquote experiences of oppression, is the same. Because for them, the argument is that this is a man's world defined, very patriarchal, and all of that. Mm-hmm. So may ganon. And interestingly, there are sensible conversations that can actually start from there. Ang, ang, ang sometimes it just becomes so stressful discussing soji as a concept in general because oftentimes there's a monopoly of quote-unquote the truth. Na parang, ah, kasi kami yung tama. The other side would also tell the same thing. That's why both sides are shouting at each other. Like, can we talk at the middle? Mm-hmm. So, andun ako. Kaya sabi ko sa'yo, sometimes I might assume 
point of views that would actually be hated upon by the community, especially mm. among our tribes. But the point ko is we have to be very objective as well when it comes to our discussion. Ah. Like especially here in the Philippines, diba? I mean, there are still a lot of issues we have to resolve when it comes to women. Hmm. Sobrang dami pa. And yes, we want to understand ayaw natin mag-create ng hierarchy. But we also want to be realistic with our strategy. Hmm. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, definitely a lot of good things to be said. But it's, I mean, the way that you explained it, it's very, again, it's very meticulous. It's very multidimensional. It's almost um, like, it's almost, you can always say that uh, even the Soji bill does not do justice to the multiplicity of the experiences of gender and sexual orientation. Some would, well, actually, some can argue that it, it might be so diverse that it might not be ready for legislation would you agree or maybe maybe it can come in tranches <laughs> installment or something at the moon i don't know uh um because that's uh yeah but yeah you have to, can you respond to that or like how do we well, at least yeah siguro, i think we have to understand that's that our law should be um somehow vague but still general for it to be open to interpretations. Mm. Because I think we need to understand kapag sobrang specific ng mga laws natin mm. that can also not give way for unique and very peculiar instances that might give opportunities for the law to innovate as well. Mm. So, yun yung sa akin. I think we need okay. to have a very, at least a very sensible, general, yet clear, but somehow vague. And when I say vague, hindi siya totally parang malabo, but it's vague enough for it to be subject to legal debates and interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yun naman. Andun ako okay. sa, sa level na yun. Because I think we need to understand because um, mahirap magkaroon ng objective, one-size-fits-all aspect when you examine gender. Because experience of gender is very complicated. Kasi kapag tinignan mo pa yung discussions ng gender sa West, for them, ha, iba ang sigaw ng white woman, iba ang sigaw ng black woman, iba ang sigaw ng, pe- ng people of color. Na parang for them, iba yung experiences namin as babae, ibang experiences namin as LGBT. So unfortunately, in this discussion of discrimination, oftentimes there's this hierarchy that as much as we don't want it to appear, it oftentimes emerge. Okay. Uh, Jay, you have anything to react to that? Mike, I, I, I kind of missed your last question. Medyo naging chapi ka. Can you repeat it? Yung last Mike, question mo? Oh, the question. Now, I was actually asking Mike um, on how to deal with the multiplicity and multidimensionality of gender. And he just says that I think the the law, uh, well, the law should be generalizable, you know, and uh, vague enough for in, for just innovations to happen. Is that, did I get that right, Mike? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I suppose this this is a chance maybe we've heard each other uh, talk, you know, I'm just curious now, uh, maybe you can reflect on each other's side based on what you've heard today, you know, is there something that you in a way share or agree with the opposing side? You've you've shared it in in, at spots, you know, but maybe you can start talking to it, still manage on like what's, what, what do you agree with from the other side? You know, so, so from Jay, from, the anti, like what do you find appreciate mm. with at least the the pro side and Mike, like what do you appreciate from the critics of the Soji bill? Uh Jay, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh yeah, of course, ang, ang gusto ko dun sa, sa pro side is they of course they come from a place of compassion, diba? Uh, mm. they are there are concerns naman talaga that are legitimately affected ang mm. LGBT. Uh, we, we can debate on let's say this discrimination inequality but uh 
when when I was researching dito sa topic na to, I found out that 24% and 90% of lesbians reported being psychologically abused by their mm. partners. So mga ano to, mga international stats. Mm. Gay men are 60 times more likely to have HIV than straight men. Mm. Uh, 46% of male homosexuals report being molested as compared mm. to only 7% of heterosexual men. Gays are more likely than straight people to have mental illness. Uh, if you want, Matt, I can send you the links mm. dito sa mga, sure. sa mga na, nakuha ko. Gays are more likely, are 10 times more likely to use heroin than straight men. Mm. Gay people are 2 to 3 times more likely to use to abuse alcohol than straight mm. people. So, uh, they need help. Uh, the the people in the LGBT community need help. And we agree on that part. Uh, maraming legitimate problems ang LGBT community mm-hmm. that they need help on. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, in my view, uh, the problems I said sa mga kanina, kaya not be solved ng sogi law. May ilan naman mm-hmm. abuse, di ba? And they're already covered by existing law. Mm-hmm. I think if the bill would stop, let's say, sa ibang bansa, may death penalty pa yung LGBT mm. sa Muslim oh. countries, di ba? So mm. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. And that is the US may sodomy laws, di ba? That includes sexual acts of same sex. Mm. So I, I don't think that's a just law. If there's a law that would repeal that sa bansa natin, I, I, I'm with you on that as well. Mm-hmm. So ang, ang danger lang kasi, I think dito sa SOGI is Baka mamaya, if I'm to make an analogy, uh, baka may ipis ka na gustong patayin sa bahay, tapos sinagisan mo ng dinamita. Mm. So, napatay mo yung ipis, pero napasabog mo yung bahay mo. Kasi baka mamaya, isang malaking dinamita ang soji bill mm-hmm. that would change a lot of things. Mm. So, yun lang. Ang, ang lagi sinasabi is, I agree. Pero, baka sabi ng mga listeners, wala akong solusyon na pinapropose. I'd like to promote my friends in Courage, Philippines, who... Mm-hmm help those with same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. And uh, alam ko secular yung usapan, but uh, to, to live a Christian lifestyle. So okay. I'd like to promote Courage Philippines. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Mike, do you have an answer to that question? Well, um, interestingly, I'm, I'm quite pleased to hear that there, that Jay and I are actually agreeing on a lot of important issues, that mm-hmm. there's really this experience of discrimination, experiences of violence, etc. I would also agree, especially when those data released on um, gay men uh, abuse dito, so on and so forth, um, in terms of rape, etc., compared to other gender men, um, to other gender or sexes. Sa Philippines, ang laking challenge niya. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have clear comprehensive of worst attitudes when it comes to that. That sometimes maybe one of the reasons why young gay men or Filipino gay men don't report about being sexually abused is maybe because they would automatically be accused na ibakla ka naman, dapat nag-enjoy ka. And sometimes mm-hmm. that also deters the process of actually giving that kind of response mm-hmm. because that can also be viewed as discriminatory. Mm-hmm. So if you, I, I, and I would want to jump on this, that you agree with the solutions and we, sometimes we have to understand that some of these problems are actually stemming from instances and experience of this of discrimination that sometimes comes in the form of microaggressions in mm-hmm. some form or another because of the attitudes of people. Mm-hmm. So, 
the question then would be, ano yung gusto nating baguhin? Is it the culture? Is it the attitudes of people? Or should we have a law to implement it? Ang sagot is that we have to conquer all levels. We have to make some important legal changes and parameters because we want to understand that these problems exist. We want to provide a safety measure. Mm-hmm. And I think our laws are quite sensible and smart enough to actually create like these laws are meant for these specific issues. It doesn't necessarily mean contribute into these other issues. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Martin ang lawmakers natin when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, I would say this some of our recent laws are starting to use SOGI as a provision in discussing gender. Kasi wala pa tayong SOGI, no? So the president can that mm-hmm. our laws are already making these important moves for mm-hmm. um what do you call this for um introducing SOGI into the law. When it comes mm-hmm. to changing culture, I think we have to agree at some point that cultural change is inevitable. It will mm-hmm. not happen. Because no matter how much we push back for it, sometimes, especially the younger generation is becoming much more access, uh, having access to mm-hmm. and so strengthen this movement of change, so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. then lastly, as, 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 as something that I also want to touch base with uh, one of Jay's points about gender dysphoria, I think we need to at least institutionalize strong measures when it comes to assessing gender dysphoria, including process of transition. Mm. Because at least when it was originally conceived, and clear, clear yung parameters within the medical community that mm-hmm. one cannot just transition haphazardly. Mm-hmm. Na sobrang rigorous yung process. May psychological assessment ka pa, talagang totoo ba yung dysphoria mo, etc. So on and so forth. That you're given a space to really process it. Then you mm-hmm. have to undergo therapy. So on and so forth. That has to be fully guided that rigorous yung process. Right. Because we don't want people to suddenly regret their decision to be trans- Mm-hmm. Chances are most likely may talagang gender dysphoria problems. That's why even we have to understand it as well that maybe the de- de- transition happened is maybe because it's also another form of gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm. They de- transition because they're having gender dysphoria and they de- transition because they're also experiencing again gender dysphoria. So mm-hmm. I think we also have to look at it from a fresh set of lens, or maybe let's try to nuance further with how mm-hmm. we evaluate and look at gender in general yeah. but if we want to make it much more contextually relevant and responsive we have to look and gather more relevant and important data to make our laws much more culturally sensitive and culturally informed we can't just fully, fully copy or mimic whatever what's happening in our previous colonial masters law mm. and culture because what's happening there is not necessarily applicable to us although mm-hmm. I would agree Global gender data is important because it gives mm-hmm. us a basis on what's happening. At least it gives us an idea where we are now mm-hmm. and what else do we need to do. Yeah. Oh. So I would I I think I I would really say this. Jay and I are agreeing on very important points and important issues. It's just that maybe our approaches are totally different. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing I managed to have a grasp in this conversation. Yeah, that it's very good to hear. And thank you for saying that. Now, from clearly, you know, th- with this big range of agreement you know i was wondering maybe if you've had any observation as to maybe what the what are what's going wrong with the the kind of discussions that are being had like for example maybe from your own side you know why can't they have the same kind of conversation we're having right now maybe i mean with compassionately what can we say about it you know what what kinds of things that are um coming from say the critics of the soji bill and the proponents of the soji bill um yeah that maybe you wish could be a bit different uh jay what do you think yes yes uh, my critique on my side when it comes uh, yeah. sa mga hearing sa congress medyo napapakringe ako when, when they are making religious arguments when mm-hmm. secular arguments could suffice mm-hmm. uh, although i know people na who are making secular arguments 
on the soggy hearings. Some of them are my friends dun sa, ano, mm-hmm. sa hearing. And the, the, the sad thing is, pag, pag the, the people who gave the religious reasons, yung media, ito yung rinaran nilang narrative. Eh. I ha- mm-hmm. haven't seen any media na nag-report on a soggy hearing mm-hmm. na from our side, na yung mga sec positions ang isa-isang binigay nila. It's always yung mga, uh, kasi religious groups pushed back So, mm-hmm. yun yung, yun yung isisim ko. It's not even a religious versus a non-religious debate. Uh, mm-hmm. may, may mga atheist ako who are pushing, uh, atheist people who are pushing back on uh, the ideology ng gender. Si Richard Dawkins, mm-hmm. uh, Douglas Murray, James Lindsay, si Bill Maher, kahit si J.K. Mm-hmm. Rowling, they're mm-hmm. pushing back on this ideology. And it's not even an LGBT and a non-LGBT issue dahil maraming nag-message sa akin na privately, identify as LGBT that are thanking me for opposing the SOGI bill sa, hmm. sa Pilipinas. And they're people with same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria. And sa mga sikat, si, si Sasot right now, who's hmm. a trans woman, is opposing. Uh, there hmm. are si, si Dr. Ryan Capitolo, Marvel Hasos, si Vincent Chago. Ito yung tinutukoy ko first trans who who had a sex change sa bansa. And hmm. Edwin Valles, all are opposing SOGI. So, Marami ding mga persons with same-sex attraction and gender dysphoria who, who are against gender ideology. Sa ibang bansa naman, si, Nad, si Douglas Murray ulit, si mm. Dave Rubin, mm. Molly London, bagong uh, balik loob, si Blair White, Milo Yiannopoulos, si Caitlyn Jenner is against this. Again, the aforementioned Chloe Cole, the LGB Alliance, tapos oh. meron yung Gay Against Groomer, and mm. si Scott That, that Scott Nugent. So, mm. there are some who are opposing the ideology. Mm. Well, actually, a lot of those are also okay. in my search history. Wow, okay. <laughs> I know a lot of those people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mike, what about you? From your side? Well, uh, yeah. the side, namin, this is really, I would have a very pointed comment with our side. Because, mm-hmm. at least, I'll try to put it in both global and Philippine context. Mm. At least my problem with the global debate that's going on is that it becomes a language debate. It becomes mm. a, uh, it's uh, it becomes a po- more of a politics of labeling, but it's mm. quite inseparable from identity politics. Mm. So the problem ko is that sometimes the LGBTQ movement or LGBTQIA plus movement sometimes focusing too much on identity politics that it forgets the social goals that the movement wants to aspire for. Mm. And I do get it that we want to have recognition of our own gender identity, so on and so forth, but we have to put it at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. What makes the LGBT movement within identity politics complicated and messy is mm-hmm. because sometimes it becomes too individualistic. Mm-hmm. That sometimes what is that you have other people crossing to the other side. That's why it's noticeable. Yung mga na-mention niya rin ni Jane ng mga iba, sila mm-hmm. Caitlyn Jenner, so on and so forth. Now, I know LGBTQ people, member of the LGBTQ community, but it's not really one with the LGBT community because there are these very clear um cut differences when it comes to being mm-hmm. Number two, na siguro is a problem ko with community life. It's always about shouting and about feelings. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's how it's circulating for the most part. That why can't we be objective about it? That mm-hmm. it, I know it's uncomfortable, it can be offensive, but I think one condition for us to move the dialogue is to understand that yes, some points may be offensive, but we need to reconcile and make amenable solutions because even if we arrive at solutions, these offenses would still be there. Mm-hmm. So if you can't handle them now, what makes you think you can handle them once all of these measures are out there in place? Mm-hmm. Because I would say this out frankly, even if the SOGI law is there, would you be able to prevent Prevent transphobic or transgressions for that matter, in then mm. it would happen. So, how do you deal with that? How will you be able to handle even if the law was there? Mm-hmm. Because my attitudes and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, you see, you use that, that it's not should be all about feelings. I do get it, your feelings and experience are valid. Maybe nothing in invalidate. Yeah. But if you mm-hmm. want our discussion to move forward, if we want our concerns, our advocacy, because there are real-world consequences for us if we're not having these preventive measures and preventive laws, come on, we're dead eventually anytime soon. But hmm. interestingly is that uh, a challenge right now with the community is that the, uni- the community is having a challenge when it comes to getting a united front. Mm-hmm. And one of the fears that's also being um, discussed or at least being raised by some of the members of the trans community that I've mm-hmm. come to know, is that once this gender debate managed to successfully detach the trans from the LGBT community, mm. the whole movement would collapse. Mm. Because unfortunately, and this is one thing, kailangan ng solidarity within the community, because mm. for the most part, and this is a reality, much of the gains of the LGBTQ movement is attributable mm. to the efforts of the trans community. Mm-hmm. The Stonewall riot didn't happen if it went for the trans, but maybe I think if there's a need for the community to in to inspect itself, to reflect that maybe we need to have more conscious allegiances and dialogue with our fellow um members of the community. Mm-hmm. Is that even people within the community are shooting each other down. Mm-hmm. Especially, especially how gay men and trans lagging my away. Yeah, it, I, that's I know that. So Twitter, and that, <laughs> yeah, not just in Twitter, but even on a global scale, that is so messy. Mm. Gosh. So, parang, how do you want things to happen for us if we ourselves can't fix our own backward? Diba? Parang hindi natin kaya lisin yung sarili natin backward. Paano tayo maglilinis ng sa iba? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, I think that's those are my concerns with oh. our side. As in, literally, it's messy. You, I, mm-hmm. I, I get it's messy on your side. It's way, way messy on our side. Uh-huh. Well, thank you for the frankness and honesty, you know, on mm-hmm. that. Uh, and definitely, I appreciate the comments on like commenting on each other's side, appreciating each other's side, and also being critical of your own side. Uh, but uh, perhaps we can move on to our final question, which is maybe you can address what what needs to be done uh, as a country. How can we move forward uh, regarding the Soji issue as as uh, as, as the Philippines? You know, maybe. A, um, like final remarks on this, which is of course not to say final, of course, but just maybe for this episode, no. Uh, uh, Jay, why don't you start then, Mike? Yes, uh, Matt, uh, Mike, thanks for this discussion. I'm enjoying this. Um, uh, salamat sa pag-invite sa akin. Uh, for me, of course, sa opposing side, uh, ideally, hindi ma passing sogi bill, but uh, if it were to continue, like I said. A root cause analysis on mm. why we need the SOGI law. Ito yung kailangan. What are the problems talaga that it's it, it want to ad- to address, di ba? So mm. an explanation how exactly the SOGI law will fix mm. these problems 
then we need to be honest on on what the consequences of having a soji law in the country are. Uh, let's not hide the effects. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, may mga batas tayo na incorporate dito, pero rarely mm-hmm. na nadidinig ko sa Senado yung yung mga nangyari sa ibang bansa. Although, mm-hmm. sabi natin ibang setting to. Pero, di ba kunwari pag magda-drive ka, and sabi ni, ni Mike Nina, let's cross the bridge when we get there. Pero paano kung nakita mong nasusunog na yung bridge? Di ba you, you'd hit the brake? Mm. So, sa ibang bansa, parang what, what makes us think na tayong special na country na mag-work tong Soji law. Uh, na-mention ni Mike yung Hungary. Not only that, even Sweden, Finland, Switzerland hit the mm-hmm. brake sa gender transition ng kids. Mm-hmm. And the UK as well, uh, nabanggit ni Mike. Pinasara nga yung Tavistock uh, gender clinic sa UK because mm-hmm. uh, 10 years ago, mga less than 100 yung mga nagpapa-transition doon. Then nagulat sila, eventually more than 1,000 na yung nagpapa-transition. What, what's, mm-hmm. what's happening? Then nung tinignan nila yung day, hindi naman nag-improve yung mental health dahil kahit after transition, nagsa-self-harm pa rin yung marami sa mga nagpapatransition. So, mm-hmm. these data kailangan din nating i-highlight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tayo foresight pa lang yung dinidetermine natin. Mm-hmm. Sa ibang bansa, they're in the hindsight mode na, in hindsight mm-hmm. na sila. So, we're, we're in a unique position where we can now see their result, our decision-making process. So, hindi na kailangan gawin yung... Ano, yung yung data from here although sabi ni Mike there there are some data that are strictly pinoy okay let's take that uh, then we decide if the benefits really do outweigh the cost so if legislators mm. still want to push the soggy law kung kung na lay down na lahat ng cards okay here are the cost ito yung nangyari sa bansa let's lay down the cards mm-hmm. uh biological male in women's sports mm-hmm. dito sa Pilipinas konti lang nakilala kay Leah Thomas di ba sa swimming Mm. Who, who dominated, broke a lot of female swimming records mm. because nag-transition siya as a woman. Parang nasa 400 siya ng males division. Pag-transition niya sa women's division, nasa top one na siya. Mm-hmm. Then, yung, yung, yung female spaces, let's lay down the cards. Ito yung nangyari sa ibang bansa. Mm-hmm. It could happen. I'm not saying that it will happen. Then, yun nga yung napag-usapan natin the kids transitioning mm-hmm. although i i nabanggit ni, ni Mike kanina yung results sa kids but the most reliable data when it comes to children with gender dysphoria says that if you let them be 80 to 95% mm-hmm. ng mga kids nito would return back dun sa biological uh, sex mm-hmm. nila na, na, na they they'd accept their gender and karamihan pala dito is parang same sex attracted lang nagpursue ng same sex attraction mm-hmm. So, yun yung, ano, yun, yung, yun yung most reliable data. Even yung mga, yung mga nasa LGBT side uh, mm. accept this data. So, mm-hmm. given this, once na ibaba na lahat ng baraha, if the legislators still want to push on the Saugilo, and let's say hindi na veto ng presidente, and it turns out that this is a disaster, then I at least we can safely say na that's on you, senators and congressmen. We, <laughs> I don't want to happen. I, I appealed. Hindi na kayo pwede magano mag-appeal ng plausible deniability. Lay down na namin yung mga baraha. Mm. Hindi sila pwede magsabi, oh, but walang nagsabi sa amin na ganito mangyayari. Mm. Eh, and to that, masasabi natin na uh, hindi ka pwede magmaangmangan. We told you, we warned you, ganito mm. mangyayari. You, you push through. So yun lang sa akin, as a citizen, I morally 
obligated to provide and spread some some counter arguments on the Soviet oh. bill. All right. So, so there. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Mike. Okay. Um, at least for me, here's the thing. If we want Sonji to come and tell argument that the law should also protect those that are potentially oppressed by the majority for the longest mm-hmm. time. So uh, at least ako nagagaling ako sa point of view na being in the minority, I do experience oppression. Uh, we do experience all forms of discrimination, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it's unfair that you take a substrata of the minority to paint them as someone who don't experience discrimination. Because I think babalik at babalik ako doon sa argument ko na our society has very specific cultural practices and attitudes mm-hmm. that has to be taken into account mm-hmm. if we want Soji to be much more effective as a law. Ngayon, nagigets ko yung global concern. Tama naman eh, may global data na, may global instances na, may case studies na, may instances na that are actually dealing both with the pros and the cons of it. But then again, applicable ba lahat iyon, yung standards, given that we have a very specific cultural worldview. So ibig sabihin, there's still room for us to evaluate, to improve, and to actually provide a much more culturally responsive formulation of the SOGI. Not just as a law, but also as a concept. And I think mahaba-haba pa yung discussion natin when it comes mm-hmm. to SOGI because even discussion on SOGI and even discussing it remains a challenge even for gender advocates. I'm mm-hmm. saying this as straightforward as now. Na kahit ang dami ng advocacy and even consistent ang government efforts sa gender mainstreaming to include social inclusion, mm-hmm. like gender, equal, uh, gender equity, disability, and social inclusion in terms of framework, mm-hmm. ang dami pa rin nagsasabi, hirap na hirap sila i-discuss ang SOGI. Mm-hmm. And that already speaks volumes. It doesn't mean na ayaw ng tao ng SOGI. People wanted to know what SOGI is. People mm-hmm. want to be able to discuss SOGI in some defined terms. It mm-hmm. means that maybe hindi pa natin nabibridge yung understanding. There's still mm-hmm. a gap when it comes to understanding ano ba yung nangyayari? Ano mm-hmm. ba tong concept na to? And sometimes, I would have to say this right now, that much of the discussion and the hostility towards the law is actually stemming from those people who have already access to information. Kaya mm-hmm. nakakaroon sila ng contention and debates. And that's understandable. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to have a much more extensive awareness campaign, a much more strong cultural lens to discuss SOGI for people to fully understand what are the SOGI-specific issues. Sometimes people might not look at them because they don't ex- they don't see them or they don't know them, but maybe they're experiencing it. Mm-hmm. Also, the SOGI law is not just meant to protect just the LGBTQ community. And that's is something that has been consistently raised, mm-hmm. emphasized by almost all SOGI advocates. Mm-hmm. Because even men, straight men and straight women have SOGI. Meaning, if you were discriminated on the basis of your SOGI, kahit lalaki ka pa, you can still be protected under the law. And that's mm. very important to consider. And and this is where my other hat would come in, especially as someone who's also looking into issues concerning young men and boys. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that even young men and boys are also victims of discrimination in terms of gender-based violence, in terms mm-hmm. of gender-based sexual harassment and discrimination. Mm-hmm. So, bakit? But parang lumalabas wala sila sa conversation. No, we need to also put that emphasis that mm-hmm. even young men and boys, young women and girls, straight men, straight women are also covered under the social law. Mm-hmm. It's just giving that kind of emphasis that it really covers all forms of discrimination pagdating sa iyong kasalanan. And I think the principle behind it is good. 
it's something that would actually give so much benefit because we need to understand we still need to break the ceiling for women. Mm-hmm. And minsan na nga, and this is also an agreement among some of the advocates in the community na mahirap lumaya ang LGBT kung mismong kababaihan hindi rin malaya. Mm-hmm. Because their liberation is also somehow influenced by the liberation, uh, somehow also influences our liberation. Mm-hmm. Because I think we have to bring this up right now that much of the perspectives and ideas that are actually developed by queer theorists and queer advocates are actually coming from feminists themselves. Mm-hmm. So yun, I think there's also a clear, there's a need for a clear dialogue and unified united front between the, the women and even the LGBT to actually make this bill come into fruition. Because mm-hmm. we also need to emphasize even women also can experience discrimination based on their soji, on the very fact that they're And if we want to go for an inclusive mode and an inclusive frame of discussion, that's the way to go. And I think that's one way to strategically position the bill to have it passed into law. Because mm-hmm. um, I would also try to include this in the discussion. At least lastly, na, when looking back, if I would try to analyze it, ang ako, and I'm trying to still wrap my head around this, Pumasa nga ang RH law eh. Mm. Bakit ang SOGI bill era? And it's been more than a decade since the RH mm. law was passed. Mm-hmm. And imagine that there's a lot of opposition with RH law. And it's still a very conservative issue. Mm-hmm. Yet it was managed to be passed into law. Mm-hmm. Amidst the contention from the conservative side. What makes SOGI uniquely different? Mm-hmm. if your proponents and opposition is also coming from the same side. Mm-hmm. Baka may way between the conservatives again and those progressives to work again to pass this mm-hmm. into law. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there is. There is room there. Nagawa nga sa RH law. Eh. Isn't it impossible for the mm-hmm. SOGI bill or to be passed into law? Yun. Yun. Siguro, I want to end my question, my, my, um, my, uh, my answer to the question on that note. Well, that's a, actually another story. There, that's actually a, so. I mean, there's definitely a lot of conversations on that, but a lot of real politics there as well. But uh, anyway, that's another long podcast. But again, um, thank you very much, both of you, for coming to the PI podcast. This is very much a experimental thank format, you. and uh, clearly, I've learned from both of you. Hopefully, you've learned from each other as well. Uh, it's good to know both sides. And in fact, I realized, you know, you know. I, Specifically, definitely, uh, I I appreciate you know Michael, like your very scientific approach to gender, wherein a lot of gender is very emotional, like you said, you have it very meticulously and detailed. And in a way, in some cases, that's why you agree a lot with Jay right now, because Jay is very uh, cautious and critical uh, in his own non-academic but definitely uh, intelligent way as well. That's why he's such a very very prominent broadcaster right now so it's good to hear that both of you share uh anyway the uh conversation regarding data and uh yeah rationality and i i love that and that's what the pi podcast is all about even in different sides you know there's a sharing about the nitty-gritty details of it so hopefully we can have uh future discussions like this you know on maybe when the more data is available as well uh but right now let's um move to our last segment, which is the recommendations, where we recommend additional material, whether it be books, movies, websites uh, that can help supplement this discussion we had today regarding the SOGI or LGBT issues, especially in Pride Month. So I was wondering, um, 
Jay, uh, do you have any recommendations for our listeners? Yeah, j- just one. The Daily Wires. What ah. is a woman? Uh, I, I, yeah, I'd be one. remiss, Mike, if I don't ask you. Uh, what's your response to that question? What is a woman? Oh, okay. So, well, yeah. my argument yeah. is simple. If you would want me to define what is a woman, it's an adult female. It's a biological Yay. woman. <laughs> I'm very straightforward about that. And uh-huh. I mean, no, no, no hard feelings whatsoever. I'm being as scientifically and as objective as possible with that. I don't want to be right. dallying around uh, a woman is someone who identifies and feels like a woman, but Thanks, that's a pathological <laughs> dimension. I'm sorry. We have to be very straightforward. All right. Even I, as someone who's studying gender, is also very mm. straightforward about it. Wow. All okay. Right. So that's my that's my recommendation. Oh, that's one. Okay. A very <laughs> controversial, but also uh, very yep, interesting. Yep. Yeah, Matt I'll Wolf. keep it at that. Para ano, para, para hindi ma, ma, ano, yung, yung from my side. Okay. See, yeah, see, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Actually, it, it's available now. We can definitely link for, that. For so free. Thank you. Yeah, for free. For free. Right. Anyway, uh, uh, Mike, do you have any recommendations? So, um, I, I have three, actually. Mm. Um, one movie and two books. Um, Wonderful. Number one is an old movie. Movie. Interestingly, this is for... Um, this is a conservative touch, especially with um, a parent who was so gen- who was so conservative to the point that it drove young child to suicide. I think this movie was Prayers for Bobby. Mm. It's based on a real-life story. That's a very good movie for mm-hmm. you to be able to examine the interaction between LGBTQI ideas and conservative aspects as well. Mm-hmm. But that's a very Western context as well. Mm-hmm. Um, number two would be, um, this one is very interesting for those who want to have a much more um, extensive discussion on transgender history. You can look at Transgender History. Mm. So that's the title of the book, Transgender History by Susan Stryker. So um, that's uh, that's one of the strong books on transgender. And the other one, this is very good because it's very reader-friendly with a very good discussion on trans issues that are really gives you a distinct idea of what are the concerns of trans community. Uh, the Transgender Issue by Sean Fay. So that's also another good book on uh, discussing transgender identities. But that's within, again, in the context of uh, UK specifically, but that's a really good book. I would recommend. What, what's space mm-hmm. spell? Uh, ano yung, yung spelling ng pay? I'm, I'm writing it down. Um, it's a fay f a y e. F a y e. Thank you. And yeah, it's uh, um Sean uh Faye here. So you can check um that one. So that's the name of the Sean Faye. All right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, and uh, for my recommendations, I think I base these recommendations based on what I learned from the both of you, actually. Uh, with regards to you know Jay's, uh, well, tendency for looking at foreign cases and in hindsight looking at them, I actually um, I, I don't have a specific title, but definitely the legalization of same-sex marriage in France was actually very contentious, especially during uh, the presidency of François Hollande, who began his presidency uh very popular but when he pushed via real politic you know like hard uh he pushed hard legislatively his party uh to legalize same-sex marriage without the legitimacy of his well of the french people then he became the most hated french president of all time so I, that's the importance of uh mainstreaming you know and having a public conversation rather than strong arming a legislation about how progressive it is um uh, i i will put some link on that particular news I, it's an oversimplification but uh, definitely that uh and then uh with regards to like mike's point on localizing looking at the local conversation on you know gender and uh, sexual orientation 
uh, I've actually I don't know if I've recommended this on the podcast before, but it's now a a set of movies. It used to be like one of my favorite films, uh, local films of all time. Here comes the bride and its sequel. Here comes the groom, uh, both starring Eugene Domingo and a very talented das- uh, cast. Uh, basically, it's like a Freaky Friday where people switch bodies. So I think in Here Comes the Bride, it's the bride switching bodies with, an, well, eventually it's an old man, uh, a gay, uh, a poor yaya, you know, and et cetera. So it has commentaries on various issues regarding uh, female issues, sexual orientations, uh, class. And I think the second one, which is not as clean, but Here Comes the Groom is actually about between two families that switched bodies. So it's a, 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 a quote-unquote a family, a conservative family who is overtly Catholic, you know, very religious, and then a bunch uh, of transsexuals, and then they switch bodies. And so now in order for them to learn from each other, you know, they have to step into each other's shoes. And I think, while it's not as clean and well-written as the first one, I think it's a good maybe approximation or attempt to try and get understanding from conservatives and from the transsexuals. Again, it's a it's not a overly brainy movie. In fact, it's just a fun movie, but it's something to think about, especially with uh, the local conversation regarding gender and sexual orientation. Uh, so yeah, here's to more um, conversations, guys. Thank you very much for those recommendations as well. Um, so uh, before we officially end, uh, first, um, Jade, would you like to promote anything? Uh, of course, the Jay Aruga podcast. What's the yes. podcast up to? Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd like to promote Courage Philippines. So, so mga ano, uh, this is a Christian apostolate for people who has same sex attraction and gender mm-hmm. dysphoria. So, if you want the the other side, the the Christian lifestyle on how to deal with these issues, so I recommend Courage PH. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. And Mike, do you have anything to promote as a researcher? Do you have anything going on? <laughs> Maybe a talk um, or yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. So um. First, uh, if there's anyone who would want to follow me on social media to have some more informal conversations, you can check me. Check my handle at all social media accounts. Um. At Prof Mikey, it's uh, F R O F M Y K I E. So you can look at that and across all social media platforms if you want to continue or at least have an informal conversation on gender. And I'll, I'm also open for collaborations and invitations from various organizations and sectors for discussions on gender sensitivity, gender based violence preventions, and so GSE discussions with a very strong cultural lens or twist. And I think that's very unique that you would encounter. So you can um, touch, get in touch with me on those social media accounts. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, we'll have you again soon, maybe individual, maybe together again. But this was definitely very substantial. Okay. Um, the PI podcast is available on YouTube and Spotify. If you have any questions, you may message us on uh, Facebook in our Facebook page, or you may email us at PIPodcastPH at gmail.com. But until the next episode, magadang gabi, mga ka-PI. Mm-hmm.